they've got to, 10 seconds oh! remaining. Three, four, Looks like two. it's going to be a draw. Looks like it's heading for a draw. Maguire down the line. North. Oh! Hi everybody, welcome to the Lot Pod, the Leeds Rhinos Lot 17A podcast, proudly sponsored by ACDMB. ACDMB are a branding and creative design agency based in Farsley, Leeds. They create standout brands, so if any companies are out there wanting a brand refresh, a new logo, anything of that ilk, just get in touch with ACDMB. Thanks to Chris and the team at ACDMB for sponsoring us. This is a very special edition of the Lot Pod again. I'm proud to say we do have a special guest joining me for this one is, of course, Statman Reese. How are you, Reese? Yeah, really good. Thank you. How are you? Yeah. And our special guest on this special edition of the Lot Pod is Leeds Rhinos Commercial Director, Rob Hopes. How are you, Rob? Good evening. Yeah, I'm sound. Absolutely fine. Thank you. Thanks for, Thanks for sparing some time for us. We really appreciate it. Absolutely fine. No problems whatsoever. So I think we should start, Rob by pretty much you telling us how did you get one of the best jobs in the world a lot of people say that and i honestly believe that that is true yeah 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 so i worked for tetley's and um it was 2002 and just got a call for, i got to know gary and, and paul caddick hmm. a little bit of dave hours who was there at the time and um because we were the sponsors we were the shirt sponsors yeah Right, and no one at Tetley's were interested in it other than me. So I was like all over it. So we went to Wembley with Graham Murray and the and the gang. I was representing Tetley's, which was crazy. Um, mm. Got to know everyone, and then they just out of the blue just said, "Look, do you fancy coming out, heading up the commercial side of things?" And I was I was happy in my role at Carlsberg Tetley, as it was then called. And mm. but but again, it was just too big an opportunity. You know, you just think, you know, what if? And it turns out, and yeah. And, you know, so I joined in early 2003. Are you a Leeds fan, Rob? Were you a Leeds fan at the time? Are you a fan now or have you been converted? So, so I'm 51 and I've been a season ticket holder since I was three. So um, I played football. Um, mm. I wasn't hard enough to play rugby. I played a bit of rugby, but one hard. It was tough. Mm. And it is tough, isn't it? I'm I played, <laughs> played, footy, played footy all my life and, and love. I just love all sports. played footy and tennis and a bit of running, but... Lee Dryner's role was my team and like, you know, if it ever clashed with a game of footy that, you know, when I was playing, yeah. I'd, all, I'd always go watch Leeds um, and like, yeah, 
just love it, loved it, loved it all my life. All my family, you know, mum, dad, and all my aunties and uncles, they all watch it, and like my sisters are both into it, you know. My children are, are massive fans, and it's, yeah, it's our life, and it, it's become more of our life, and certainly more of my life since, since I joined the club. So what's your kind of day-to-day then at the club, just for to kind of give us a bit of a... So just, just to develop revenue, so anything with a revenue attached to it, so that's... You know, sponsorship's the biggest, and then, yeah. then obviously, um, you know, membership and, and ticketing that all does fall under me. I've got a fantastic team. You know, we've got a great management team at the Rhinos. They've been there a long time, and Matt Adams heads up the marketing, and Sean Jones heads up the customer yeah. experience. We work really closely with them. You know, about developing. You know, you know, fair and, and reasonable, and, and coming up with offers and ideas, and then. The retail falls under me, and then the non-sport falls all under me. So, like, like all the the weddings and bits and bats, that all falls under me as well. So, um, so it's anything with a revenue attached to it comes comes to me. I'm nothing directly to do with the rugby department, so I I, I have no say whatsoever. So, um, is that you telling us we can't ask you questions about signings I, for the summer next year? Sorry, that's all you want. So, um, well, we can ask, yeah. <laughs> your own view, aren't I? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in terms of the kits, then, are you anything? Do you have anything? Do the, yeah. do the club have much involvement in terms yeah. of the design of kits? And yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like, you know, people, you know, whenever we bring out a kit, everyone's like, oh, you know, oxen out this or these out that. And before them, ISC are very ingenious. and it's just same old, same old. It's difficult coming up with new ideas. It really is yeah. difficult. Um, I believe our current kit manufacturer, Oxen, Elite Pro Sport, with their Oxen brand, I think they're the best. Um, they look after our retail operation. They go to bed thinking about our retail operation. But we have a lot of control of it still. Um, Lee Jenkinson is their CEO, mm. and Shane Miller owns it, and they're just two top top blokes who, who you wouldn't wish to work with anyone else um but coming up with different ideas and, and things you know i can see in rob burrows you know magic shirt, things yeah. like things like that they're fabulous at and you know you know one or two other things you know from from previous you know it doesn't always go down and, and at everyone's spot but that they're, they're great people and, and a great organization to deal with you could mm. see this shirt everywhere on Sunday. If you look at some of the behind-the-scenes uh, video yeah. on YouTube, you look at the South Stand, you can see this shirt absolutely everywhere. Um, but the actual launch of the shirt was brilliant, I thought, this year. Obviously, everything with, with Rob and everything is fantastic, but this I thought this launch was really special. About the kits, then, do you take success rate into your kit strategy? Because we're going to have to mention the pink, pink kit, and we've been going on about the pink kit. Top performance. <laughs> Podcast this year, so for next season, are we thinking of a strategy of going right? If the pink kit is that successful, we have we're going to have to have another pink kit next year. I mean, personally, I don't like the kit, but if we're winning it every week, I don't really care. Maybe we should have won it to lose, but that's the only game we've lost in it. So, oh, it's a bit of a joke, but (laughs) consider it. We don't. I mean, what we'd go on and what Oxen would go on is the saleability of it rather than the performance of it. Um, It's certainly one that's raised. You know, it's been raised quite a bit. What I would say about the pink that, that we we first did pink, um, I think we're back in two thousand and thirteen for John Williams yeah. and like that navy and iconic. It was our band, but it was pink, and it was in conjunction with Cancer Research UK because mm. John had sadly passed. And 
the reason why we did it was firmly attached to John and, and the story and, and we articulated that and, and that has this is almost a legacy of that still that the, the pink is good isn't it and it, every time I see us playing it I think of that I think of John and I think that's the link um, and yeah it's great that we're winning in it we're winning in any colour at the minute aren't we yeah oh, yeah which yeah. which shirt has um, sold the most this year Rob do you know um, the home shirt's always a bigger seller yeah mm. The home, the home shirt is, the the always the sells more. So yeah, I ain't got the exact numbers, but the home shirt would be um, right up there, and then and then it'd be close between pink, Robs, and then the grey. Mm. I but think, yeah. I think the longer, because obviously Rob that the Rob shirt like mentioned there only came out Magic Weekend. I think the longer that that's on sale, it'll. I, I, like Ray said on Sunday, the Rob shirt was everywhere. It was more prominent than the home shirt. I from in yeah, South Stand yeah. where I was. Absolute massive, it massive. Out. It stands out so well, doesn't it? Yeah, it's beautiful. Is that have the club kind of thought about releasing a Rob shirt, inspired shirt every year, or has that been discussed yet as an idea? It, it's it's a moving feast, it's on the table, yeah. it's There'll be something, yeah. There'll be, you know, whether that's Rob related or Rob linked, you know, I'm not quite sure yet. But there's the plans about how how and what 2023 obviously looks like. Yeah, and as the 2020, just the last one on kits. Has the 2023 kits? Are they all decided now? Do we know? Do you know what kind of what we're wearing next year? Yeah, it's it's signed off so far in advance that. Yeah. You know that that's a tricky one for sponsors mm. because. You've got to make sure it's almost before a ball's kicked this year. You're signing off kit for next. For next. Yeah. So you're almost, you're almost working. It's certainly ten months ahead of yourself. Mm. Uh, so we we typically sign kit off April. Well, and it's not coming across on a on a boat, is it? Because I've I've only if you heard Legion United's kit, the partner no, no, the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> well, every single football club was struggling, weren't they? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. The Oxen did have some kit that got caught in that Suez Canal thing, you know, and that all got clogged up. They oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah but um, yeah, fingers crossed all that stuff settles down. Just on to um, tickets and, and tickets. I'm not sure how involved you are on that, but Leeds United, again, recently, they've, they've kind of switched to a digital season ticket in, instead of the having a season ticket card. Is that something the club are, do they have that? at the club to possibility to um, have a digital season yeah. ticket on, on people's phones? Well, we've got print at home. Yeah. You know, I believe I'd, I've got a load of mates who are Mighty Whites fans and they're just moaning about that because mm. if there's six of them going and two cart, they shuffle it to other couple of mates and get someone mm. in. And, and, hey, that's what that's what that stops. It's just in your, yeah. Spe- yeah. In your specific device, isn't it? So, mm. which is... Yeah, if that's the way, that's the way. I don't think we're we're not in a position to go down quite that route. Mm. What we're going to do is cover all bases. You know, we mm. corporately we it's a, it's an email, it's an easy ticket, it's it's just sent out. But equally, if someone said, you know, if Leeds Building Society said, "Well, I want ten cards for my tickets," you can have ten cards. You can have them. Mm. Yeah, you can have them. You know, what I mean, it's not going to be a barrier to a sale. You know, mm. so we're going to cover all bases at the minute. Um, mm. Who knows where technology takes us going forward? You know, like my mum and dad still go, and they ain't got a phone. So yeah. what do mm. they do? 
Yeah, what would they do in that situation? Yeah. Yeah. So the, there's still an element of 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 that going through. But again, who knows? You know what might transpire in the future. Talking of ticket sales and 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 COVID, how did the everyone I spoke to that at the height of COVID and when the club were kind of saying um, for season ticket holders to donate their money? Everyone I know that has a season ticket all donated their money directly to the club. How did the club? deal with that at the time and, and yourself and your involvement with the sponsors in, in, in trying to kind of keep that money in, in the club? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, it was like incredibly difficult. Um, yeah. you know, everyone were going through a can imagine. Of uncertainty. Not and yeah. it wasn't just us, it was like, you know, you know, obviously like with the numbers of deaths and everyone watching the telly at yeah. five o'clock and you're just like going, I, you know, obviously it almost becomes irrelevant you know the game and, and the sport and everything stopped and you just you know hoping that everyone's okay so we did a load of welfare calls and, and phone people and you, know, you did yeah you know we, we we got stuck into that and just checking in people and there was you know stories about people you know i know ash marshall from the the ticket office took some stuff you know some supplies around to a cut a, a, a spawn a, a season ticket holder a member wow. who, who couldn't they, i don't know what they'd have done to be honest but anyway it was stuff like that, and it was really heartwarming stuff. And then mm. it was it was probably about two or three months into it, and like we, me and Gary were like spending a lot of time like talking about it and and, and involving everyone else and Sean and Phil Daly and Matt Adams and and you know everyone sits down, and then all of a sudden you realise that this is a three year issue. This in yeah. this in a you know well we'll start playing again in September and everyone will be all right, and here we go again for you know, next year and, and, and stuff like that. So once you got the enormity of it, you realise, look, this is probably a two, three million quid problem for us. Wow. We get our heads around that and then we start to plot through it. Mm. And Gary's brilliant at plotting through stuff like that. Like, mm. Brilliant. And he's a detail man and he loves like doodling it and going through it. And he was great. And it was you donate your money, spread it over three years, or you mm. can have, or you can have a refund. You know, we're, we're not gonna, you know, you haven't had what you thought you'd bought, so you can mm. have your money back type thing. Mm. So, and it was nearly sixty percent donated back. Wow! Wow! Really? That high? Yeah. yeah. And then, and then we'd got the, you know, the events that we did, the lunches that we did. Yeah, they were brilliant. Yeah, for all those people. And then what that did. Again, we were just chatting and said, look, this is more of a club thing. You know, what?" because we were thinking, well, what can we say? Well, you know, me talking to Jamie Jones, talking to JP, talking to a couple of the players, that's all right. But, hey, it's not, you know, it's not giving you some extra, some that you might not know. So, um, you know, involving James and um, Cy, you know, from the PDRL, the LDR, yeah. the wheelchair, the netball. Netball, yeah. And then the women's, so we had an, we had someone from each of those, as as you know, and then and talked, and it what it did do it brought the club closer together, mm. it really it really did, and like we were like doing them events, and I'm like sat there, I never spent much time with Cy Brown, I really am, and like you hear his story, and you go wow, wow, yeah. wow, wow, you it's know, like, and it, and the pride he's got about representing the PDRL and. And you go, that is like mind blowing, and like you know, changing lives through sport is our foundation's you know strapline, if you like. But he'd say, and James Simpson would say, 
that it certainly changed their lives for sure. They wouldn't know where they would be if it weren't for the Leeds Rhinos. And it's powerful stuff, and it's it's true. And it was us, and they're Leeds lads, and the great lads. And mm. you know they ain't got a chip on the shoulder. They've just been through some horrific times, and are just proud to be involved with the club. It was just so heartwarming. Um, mm. So that that was as we were coming out of it. So it brought the club closer together, and then. We're just getting back, and and like we were, we had a, a meeting yesterday, and we were saying that these last two home games have been exactly what we envisaged when we you know did this full stadium redevelopment. Because yeah. if you think about it, we hadn't had any normal years. You know, twenty seventeen we knocked it down in August, so mm. that was almost a normal year. We had we then had you know um, the the development was going New on. Build, yeah. Everyone's shoehorned into different places and it's difficult and we've got a bus shelter for a main stand with a with mm. a pond underneath it. So it's like and then we have COVID just after we open up and it still smells new, the building. And it's like yeah, looks new, yeah. We're getting used to it and you know, customers who come and, and look at it and, and experience it, they're they're just blown away by the facilities. You know, you know, the South Stand's lovely with not one bad seat in it. You know, the global stand you know, that's fairly recent and it's lovely with the cafe bar and everything. And then the North Stand's just, I think it's like, you know, with what space we had in terms of boxed in by the boundary line on one side and the touchline on the other, it's it's an architectural genius who, who did that. Um, absolute Mike Masterton did it. It was absolutely brilliant. And yeah, it's it's a, a stadium everyone can be proud of. And that's, that's the point about Paul, Gary and myself and the rest of the board and, and our team. It's like, but this is like, this is for the people type thing. That might sound corny, but it's not every decision mm. you make is like, let's make the club better. Let's make it more accessible. Let's make the team better. Let's make the facilities better. Let's make it something that, that the whole city can be proud of. And that's the path we're now on. And it's taken a while. And and the accounts, you know, you know the, I don't know if you saw the results, you know, come out and we lost, you know, I think thick end of a million quid. And you go, wow. But we're in really, really good shape. We are. We are. So, like, you know, mm. that ain't to scare anyone. It's just that's how it is. And mm. we're fine. And and Paul Caddick, you know, plays, plays a big part in that. Mm. So, mm. taking on the things you said then, Rob, um, we talked on this podcast about at the moment how the club, at the moment on all sides, feels quite close, you know, and all quite, you know, and obviously all quite successful. So the wheelchair team winning the Challenge Cup this year, the, the women in a, re- well, in a really good, strong competition, which is really exciting to see. Obviously, the, the men have turned it around, obviously, since Rowan's come around, obviously, the, the PDRL team. We got asked a question, who would be your coach of the year out of those coaches? And it was almost like choosing your favourite child. Everyone's been so successful. Yeah, yeah. From your point, from a commercial aspect, how much do those other teams, obviously, the men's is the main revenue, it's the, it's the, it's the history, it's the bigger side, but how do the other teams factor into that from in your role? So when, when we present um, to, to new companies, we, we've got a presentation called One Team, Team Rhinos. Mm-hmm. And we've got a picture that's... I'll share it, actually, with you. We'll get it up and we'll get it on Twitter. We've got a picture of everyone, sort of crews leaving, and and then all the other captains stood there, netball, girls, wheelchair, PDRL, and they're all there. Mitch from the Learning Disability, absolutely sensational. We had a photo shoot when we yeah. all... We had a we had a the first the first partnership we had that, that hit everybody was Puma. So Puma came and said, Look, we want to get involved, brilliant. And I said, Well, let's do it all. So it's everybody. Yeah. 
and everybody has got the option. It's not compulsion, but they've got the option. If you want some free boots or free trainers, you've got this. So the netballs are into it and everyone's into it. So that, that was the reason why we get that picture together. But that forms part of our promotion of the club. Exactly what you say, Rob. It's like, you know, it is one team and it is Team Rhinos. And that's that's that, you know, the group of, of captains and the group of teams. But I'd like to think that that's, it's wider than that. You know, we have sponsors who are with us and they say, you know, I never thought I'd feel part of a family that's a sports club, but I feel part of it. And that's what we, we, we try and do. You know, we try and make people, you know, we fuss around folk and make them feel, you know, proud to be associated and enjoy it and feel part of it. And I say a lot, I wear on, you know, whenever they wheel me out on the pitch, don't they? I always say, you know, you feel part of it because you are. It's like you're a big mm. part of this and you know, everyone here is. And that that's how it should be, isn't it? Absolutely. And with the women's game at the moment, obviously we've heard a couple of stories with the double headers that have taken place, like for a 5 p.m. on a Thursday for them. They've had to take annual leave. I think Courtney Winford Hill had to miss a game because she couldn't get leave from work. How close are, as a club or as a league are we getting to when the women get paid? Yeah. It's it's on an agenda. It's on mm. an agenda to, to sort. I mean, what you need, what you can't have is two teams going professional and then leaving yeah. the rest behind. It needs yeah. to be, it needs to be a, 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 a seismic shift and everyone come and everyone be committed to it. And, you know, ultimately stuff like that will come down to money. Mm. Do we think it should happen? We'd love it to happen. Yeah, we'd love it to happen. But it needs to be a, 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 a game-wide yeah. you know, decision rather than you know just us doing it or just Saints doing it. So um to touching on the stadium there, one thing that you'll you'll know this as well, Rob, but one thing that away fans always complain about is the West Stand. I like the West Stand because I think that looking around the stadium you you get like the old history of the West with the new in the rest of it, is there anything the club can do with the West Stand? Are, are we interested in doing anything with it? Yeah, yeah, we, we, we've had plans drawn up. Mm. Paul Paul Caddick's always one for like investigating and looking, and he's great. He's that's his construction. He loves it, um, and you know he's involved with things like that. You know yeah. the running of it. No, nah, he's not involved. But like big construction, building it. Why wouldn't you ask him? He's mm. got the most successful, you know, construction companies in the world. So, world, yeah. He, um, the difficulty with the West Stand is there's the ginnel at the back that yeah. takes the stand down. So potentially buy them houses, reroute the ginnel through the gardens, and then straighten up the terrace, and then put a lid on. Well, that doesn't it, sound cheap, Rob. <laughs> I was just going to that. So I think if you if you did all that, it'd probably think the five million quid. So. Oh. Like, and the I mean, I don't mind it. If, it. if it rains, they get wet. That's their own fault. You know? I like it. Yeah. I, I said to the is it's either five million quid and not much extra commercial revenue. You know, we, mm -hmm. we might have a lip on the stand to sell, but how much could you get for that? But everything else, there's no bars, there's no extra rooms, there's no extra facilities because, yeah. because they all feed off the Western Terrace of the cricket where there are nice bars, nice toilets and everything else. So mm. whilst, whilst they're not our dunter, in terms of facilities, they might just get wet if it rains. So mm. current, currently, it's in the too difficult to solve tray for for the money. And do I think that'll happen anytime soon? No. Probably, probably not. 
Certainly not, not whilst we're trading our way. You know, if we get flying and, you know, the IMG thing comes off and they start to generate extra revenue, then who knows where that might go. But certainly at the current climate, we, we would not be looking to do that in the next couple of three years, I want to thought. You mentioned IMG there, Rob. What are you expecting IMG to come in and, and kind of do with the game? I think it's, I think it's exciting. I, I, Me too. Know, I don't want, um, you know, any gimmicks or anything like that, and I don't think that'll happen. Um we get asked all the time about, you know, our success at Leeds and, and, and what have we done. And we've always partnered with experts. You know, I touched, mm. I touched on Oxen. They're experts in retail and in manufacturing and training and kit. So why wouldn't you partner with them? I don't go to bed worrying about, you know, what a training tees fabric's going to breathe like on Matt Pryor. I don't. They do. So partner with someone who goes to bed thinking about it. IMG are the best. They're the best. They're the best in the world. They've got the reputation. So, right partner, brilliant. And like you know, we're really receptive. There's a lot of work going on behind the scenes, and yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, let's let's hope that they absolutely knock it out of the park. And you know, it's branded. I've just been watching the hundred when I got in Northern Superchargers. Northern Superchargers got beat again, didn't they? Which is a shame, but. That you know that that look and feel of that game, you go. Mm. We've got more than that, and like you know, let's badge it up. Let's you know let's make it look right. Let's get some big partners involved with us, and obviously with a new Sky um, TV deal looming, mm. that that's on their agenda too. So and they're experts at that. So that that they could have some big 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 say pretty pretty quickly. You mentioned Sky TV there. Obviously, we've had Channel Four this year. Um, which has been brilliant coverage. I think their coverage for the, the first game of the season was at 640,000 viewers, something like that, which was fantastic for the game. Are we expecting or, I mean, I'm personally hoping they pick up more games because I think, I mean, some of our games should have been, tele- some, of those, some of the games we've played recently that haven't been on television yeah, have been criminal not to be on. And, you know, there's been some other criminal games that have not been on. Um, I mean, obviously, particularly thinking our, our game against Catalan. Um, obviously, no, that's in French. But do you know, whether there is interest in Channel 4 taking more, are we expecting a bit more split? Are we expecting Sky to take a bit more coverage? Because at the moment, it tends to be two to three games a week. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, Rob. I really don't know. And I don't know where you know, where they're at and when they decide, you know, start deciding. It did seem strange that there were some blank weekends of sport almost. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Know, which, you know, I think was, was a missed opportunity, certainly by Sky. Um, I think their coverage has been better, Sky. Um, mm. I like like you, I like the Channel 4 stuff. Mm. The only thing I'd say with Channel 4 is it just needs to be a bit more regular because you almost lose track of when it was on. So they had yeah. a game Sunday, didn't they? And I, you know, if I won as in as I am, I wouldn't have known, you know? Yeah. And I, a load of my mates didn't know, well, what was that? And, that, you know, we had it on in all the rooms and stuff because it's, it's there and I, I like it. You know, Helen Skelton and everyone else who, who you know, who do it, I think mm. they do it it's slightly different into how, how they approach it. And it was 750,000 for our first game in terms Wasn't of viewing. Right. Wow. Super, super high. Massive, massive numbers. The, the knock-on effect for that for us is, you know, when we're talking to sponsors and partners and that's all about eyeballs and we have what's called a Nielsen report showing, you know, the value of marks on the shirt and that's that's what we sell off. And you go, yeah. that makes a huge difference, a huge difference. So we... Mm. If we were saying commercially, what would we like? More regular Channel 4 and Sky, 
more regular, even more, more TV, the better from, from our point of view, you know, we're the most televised club. And then going forward, you get two broadcast partners who want more of the piece of the cake. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how you can j- drive a, a different looking deal. Mm, definitely. On to matters on the field this year. We've had a, obviously Richard Agar left the club and Roland Smith uh, came in. First question, Rob, where did Gary Everington find Roland Smith? So he, he was known, um, you know, I mean, I guess the, the pool of, of people who were out there, you know, mm. is, is known. Um, not that well known to many people. Mm. I, I hadn't heard of him. I, no, I me neither. Um, um, I spoke to Richard Mathers and Chev Walker when we we got linked to him. I don't know whether you saw that tweet. We got linked to him in some Australian press mm. way, way before Gary went across, and Richard Mathers retweeted it. The tweet saying, "Get him, Rhinos! Go get him!" Yeah, he did. Yeah, It'll make a massive difference. And like Richard, like. He, he talks about with some some pals of ours and and like so I was saying he went he's unbelievable he's like and Chev were the same, so Rich and Chev have got no hidden agenda they're just two mm-hmm. honest lads who came across him at Bradford, and mm-hmm. said that it revolutionised it so really exciting appointment you know and like you know as soon as we got him you know hungry coach at that age you think he's perfect for us and then it, you know England didn't new to him either you know he, he was with the London Broncos for a bit mm-hmm. he lived in. His dad were at Bradford. Uncle Tony yeah. near a lot, so he, he gets it. He gets it over. So yeah, is he as cool? Because in, in in his presses and you know after the games, he's a really cool character. Rob is is it is this a persona or is Rowan is that Rowan? Is it is he really that cool and calm behind the scenes? Yeah, yeah, he is. He, is. he really, really does. Does he, he just... smile? Because we've only seen him smile, smile more. <laughs> once, I think, when Muzz scored that try against uh, Wigan. Wigan. Like, I'm assuming he smiled when his wife and kids came out, because I think I saw his, him holding his kid um, in the behind-the-scenes uh, video. Oh, so I'm assuming, there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm assuming that was his kid. But yeah, have you seen him smile more than that Muzz try? <laughs> yeah, loads, yeah. Yeah, he smiles. Okay, like, right, okay. <laughs> and then smiling this afternoon as well. Um, he's, a, he's a top bloke. A top, yeah. a top, top, lovely bloke who's like, he's just, he loves rugby league. He understands the enormity of, of what he was coming to. He gets mm. it. He quickly has come to grips with, right, what do we need? What mm. what will it take? And he's just a very, very articulate, clever rugby thinking man. He's just, he's, he's perfect. He's absolutely perfect. You know, we'd, I'd potentially go to bed worrying about our team and like I'm sure like a load of fans do at times you'd like you'd worry oh what were we doing what was this all the time <laughs> don't worry don't worry honestly he's absolutely perfect for us perfect for us and it's, it's funny you do say that because like we've we've we talk about the transfer rumours on here and stuff we talk about team changes selections and stuff <laughs> and everyone just keeps coming back to the same point of going doesn't matter because what we trust Rowan Smith now. Like he's, got, in, he's, he's yeah. quite quickly managed to turn it around to that point where we have obviously fans coming here and they say they'll have an opinion, but at the end of the end of that opinion, let's go. But we trust Rowan, and that's and he's done quite quite a remarkable job in twelve games, eleven twelve games to yeah. to turn that mindset around because it was a, it was a difficult place uh, obviously early in the season with the expectations that we had. Absolutely, no, completely agree. And and 
coming all this way on his own, leaving his young family who were like going to come a bit later and they're here now and everything's, you know, they're all nicely settled. But like he was here for eight, nine weeks on his own. So it's a big thing, a big, big thing. And it's a huge job, isn't it? You know, if we're, you know, we'd say we're one of the biggest, what, five or six clubs in the world. You know, fans would talk like that, certainly. And, and rightly so. And therefore, it's a huge, huge challenge, but it's a brilliant opportunity for for him. Um, and he's just, he's great. He's, he's really, really, really just top fella. And he does smile more than you, you've seen. What and he's, and like, you know, if you, you know, again, you know, we, I'm, I'm in a fortunate position. I see a bit behind the scenes. Mm. When you see the players as happy as they are, that's the measure. That's the measure. And they are so together, so happy. Love it. Love him. Love what he's doing. Love how he's coaching them. Just really, really good. You know, like, they have a great week. And like and when they say a good week, he didn't just like, you know, this morning for the team when it was like, you know, Monday were good. They did something together Monday. They did, you know, Tuesday were great, day off. Yeah. And then in, it's like, yeah. it's it builds and like, he's, 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 he's a great, a great guy and a great club guy and, Instantly gets us. Instantly gets us. Yeah, and I think I think Reese is right. I think we're all as Leeds fans. We've all already, and even in the short period of time, we've all just bought into him. You know, just everyone's just like you know, just we're all you know in row and we trust already so so quickly for him to kind of put his spin on things. It's really interesting as from a fan's perspective because this isn't Rowan's squad yet, and he's still the things that he's doing with this team. It is unbelievable. I know you can't give away too much, but in terms of the signings for next year, should we be excited about who the club are linked with? And oh, it's always exciting, isn't it? Whoever we sign, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. Just on that, when you when you said that idea about how it's not Rowan's squad, he wouldn't mm. he wouldn't say that. No, he, he wouldn't would, say that. No, he would, no, he would he would never say that. He he is um, abundantly clear. This is our squad. Mm. This is our squad, and these are the players that are here, and this is what will drive our, our our success. You know, like you know, on Friday and next week, and and the week after that. So this is our. Squad. It's not you know, it's not Richards or it's not Rowan's. It's it's our squad, and it's 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 here and it's now, and that's what's going on in terms of signings. You know, you, you see all the names that have, have been mentioned. I just get excited about whoever we're linked with, isn't it? It's nice to be linked to people. Um, mm. And you know, Rowan is is constantly you know looking to improve the squad. So, yeah. Exactly. Speaking of the squad, Rob, we've it's been announced this week over the past seven ten days, two absolute champion players are leaving us in Tom Briscoe and Liam Sutcliffe. That's uh, two brilliant, as I say, champion blokes. There. Um, any words on those two as they leave the club? They they go with our best. They're always welcome yeah. back. Club, they'll get a fan. You know, it shows when club when when a player comes back and gets a really good reception. Like Callum on Sunday, yeah. Callum on Sunday, you know, like almost like a lap of honour and deserved it. Mm. And and they will both get a very 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 good reception whenever they come back to Edinburgh, and they'll always be welcome. They they've you know been part of some hugely successful days with us. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Great blokes. I like them. I like them both. And like, yeah, it'd be sad to say say goodbye to them. So when when you're watching a game, 
uh, Rob, obviously you've got your your commercial director hat, then you've also got the the fan in you this season. I've seen Robin away in more than corporate box. <laughs> which hat to... do you? Which hat do you wear? Do you find it hard I... to switch between hats, or as soon as you're in that stand, is it you, your job's kind of out the window at that point? It, it's it's been a fan. <laughs> terrible. I'm terrible. Honestly, I need to calm down. I'm like, you know, it's fine. We, we have seen a video <laughs> yeah. of the Catalan away, the adjusting room at Catalan, which I fully enjoyed. Like, by the way, imagine the flight only. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but just on that though, um, that that came about purely because of Rowan. So we we flew in out in the day. There was me and seven sponsors. As Aidan jinked through and scores almost before he put ball down. Is he's come up? I'm getting emailed about our kit. Um, he's he's texted me as Rowan and said, "Get the sponsors into the sheds for the team song." So, right. and you're a bit of cat line. So, like that stand there, you're high up, so you can't get down to the pitch and then go down the tunnel. So I'm like, he's looking up at me. I'm going, "How do I get there?" So he went, "Come round the back." So I said, "I get everyone, and we all peg it round the back." <laughs> And Rowan Smith comes out of a fire door and goes, <laughs> in here. And we all pile in. And then that's the video that you see. But like, and we'd had like, we'd had a pint and a half of lager all day and a lovely lunch. So we were, we, you know, we hadn't had anything to drink. I would drive them when I got back to this, the Leeds Bradford Airport. So it was just like, it's one of them days that, you know, again, I'm 51 and you go, I'll never, ever forget that. No. We're done. We're done. Screaming that song. Loved yeah. it, absolutely loved it, and it was such a good win when it looked like for 65 minutes there was no chance, no chance. We were oh, gonna, yeah. even you had even, the benefit of being there. We we had obviously, unfortunately, the YouTube stream wasn't great that day, so I actually ended up on Twitter. I was literally scrolling to it like that and going, There's another one, there's another and, one. I'm like, Cry, and it, we we're trying to debate on the podcast after going, What was worse, like not being able to watch it or watching it in that scenario? 100% not, 100% not. <laughs> Sure, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, priceless, priceless, priceless. So yeah, I, I am um, just a fan, and mm. where I sit in the corporate, so ACS Dave Flannery and ACS um, sit in front of me, and like <laughs> Dad Michael has told me like, hey, just um, calm down, Rob. Calm down, Rob. <laughs> they look like they've got like twelve tickets, um, twelve seats near me, so it's like. Yeah, I do need to calm down. I often end up apologising. But it's only because, as I say, it's only because I care. Yeah, right. you are a fan. What's your best, um, I think some people have asked this, um, have sent it into us, what's your favourite away ground, Rob? What's your favourite away end? I used to love going to Bradford. Mm. Love it. When we were full, I used to love it because it were national. And a natural amphitheatre, wasn't it? And it's like, I just, I just loved it. And I used to like going to Nursley Road, the old one. The old one, yeah. The old one. Current current away grounds, newer grounds, Wigan and Warrington, I like. Mm. I like going there. I like going, and we've had a bit of success, haven't we, at Warrington? Mm. And, and I you know, just got, like, some really happy memories of Wigan, like, some really happy, like, that just stand out. Mm. It's a shame to see Odsall where it is now, is now as well. We, we, we saw some photos from Andrew Foster on Sunday, and it's, it, how busy that place used to be and we're, we're, I miss having them in the league massively you know Leeds yeah, Bradford we always have derbies with, with Cass and other people but it's never the same as Bradford no and you're right Reese. that's that's what you know sport is isn't it it's about rivalries and you know and, and knock knock us off the perch and you know how many times they come Weddingly and that ended 
and you think, wow, we're in for it tonight. And like, I remember once they, Vinacolo absolutely destroyed us and they beat us well. And you go, fair play to them. You know, they're like a proper side, weren't they, with massive support. And yeah, it's a shame where they're at. But yeah, that's um, sadly no, we can help with them. So speaking about, I've been again, being about you being a fan, uh, we. We had a bit of a couple of polls about which was the best comeback in history, and and, and the Catalan game actually won that uh, vote. And we also had a bit of a vote about what was the more important game, the Wigan, or the more important, or what result impressed you most, the Wigan result or the Catalan result. Um, I think for me, the Solfa result of the weekend actually impressed me even more because whilst the Wigan was a complete win and the Catalan was the comeback, Salford were fantastic on that day, and we were really, we were really under pressure for a lot of it. And that we didn't really, yeah. I don't really, I don't really remember having the ball for about twenty minutes. To be honest, I yeah. seem to remember being on our line. What's your, what, what's been, what's impressed you most this season? What's been your favourite moments of the season so far? Yeah, I like, I like. Yeah, you know, I thought Jamie Jones did a great job in terms of galvanising us, and there were a couple mm. of wins under his tutelage. You know, that Toulouse at home that night that was like so important. Mm time and um and then Rowan comes and you start looking and go I love Warrington away just mm-hmm. because just because it was that was almost like the first time where we'd got um you know Cruz and Zach and everyone running around and you just you went it were like red arrows. It was like yeah. watching something very, very different to what we'd seen. And they're not great and they weren't great that night, but we absolutely tore them tore him to shreds and that Richie Myler little flick to Zach and then the, that it, awesome. it's just like you just go this is stuff that they're practicing and no we hadn't seen we hadn't even seen anyone try it before we hadn't you know you don't see it often so yeah. for me it was like almost like the manner in which we won but like you you know you could you could say you know I like Wigan at home you know that home games are like you know big for us because you know we've got 1400 corporates in there and mm. what, we, what we do straight away after the final whistle fish out so the man of the match has some duties so i then pick two others so so i get to pick <laughs> three and i just pick like whoever it is and they come up straight away in kit into the room there's 400 people in there all full of Sal, san miguel and everyone's in high spirits but before that game me and jp were talking about how how you know it's going to be difficult they're a top side yeah. you know we're we're down on numbers and, you know, you know, we've got to get start well. And, you know, the talk was, you know, this could be a tight game, but, you know, we are up against it type things. So to come out and, you know, when Harry smashes Jai Field in that first set and you go, right, that's exactly it. This is the tone. <laughs> the tone has been... Those nights. It never stopped, did it? Bibi was like fumbling around and then got clattered in the touch out on the 20-minute line. like on the side, And it was like, you just go, that's perfect. I love seeing it. And we're scrambling around at the end and keeping him out. That was super impressive to me, really was. And like we hadn't had a full strength side, have we? That's the other thing about no. you know what's exciting, you know, Cruzy and you know, and everyone else. And 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 out of that you see Jared O'Connor developing what the player he is and you go, He's been outstanding, hasn't he? Outstanding. In a position that's that's new to him as well. Yeah, there, there is a, there is another player that's obviously caught our eye, particularly on the podcast in the last sort of games, to the extent that we even ended up creating the uh, Cam Smith Appreciation Society. The back of it, I don't know if you've actually seen that. I want a badge, and I want, I'll give one to Cammy as well. Yeah, well, actually, fair enough. My next question on my list was: Can we? Can will you have one, or will you give one to Cam? So uh, I hope Cam knows about it. As well. Ash Hamley wants one. 
Ashen no, Leary too. Yeah, get, yeah. Get, me, get me, get one for Ashen Cam. We'll get them yeah. all. We'll get every every member of the squad should have one on. I think yeah. I should. He's been um, he's great, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah he's, he's, so he's underappreciated great. though. It's it's criminal. And, you know, very rarely spoken about. I don't know why. I mean, especially since Rowan came in, he's just stood out an absolute mile. Absolutely. And mm. I, yeah, absolutely. You were best best kid, most talented kid I've ever seen. As a as a as a, I watched him as a fourteen year old playing mm. in a cup final at Alton, and he played standoff, chipped over, regathered, side set fullback goes to post to win it. And he, was, <laughs> he was something else. He was like honestly. So it's no surprise that he can play like he can play because he could always play. Yeah, it was just a bit more belief with him, and and yeah, he's he's got he's fit, he's great, he's defensively he's, he's great, mm. he's he's a top top guy, you know, and like. We got a group of players now who care. That's the other thing about Cam and Ash and Mick and Jared. They care. They care about the club and they care about Lee Joiners and they want to be part of it. And that's that's a change that we've had as well. So which is really really encouraging, isn't it? Can he dance as well as Mick? Uh, I don't think so. He might. Can anyone? Can anyone? Yeah, Mick. So, yeah, quite cool, isn't it? Yeah. Like, like, an, like an Adonis, like, you know, just yeah, like a just there in his body. Yeah. <laughs> how well do you how well do you think we could do this year then, Rob? We'll win it. Welcome to the lot pod. It's like you're a regular. <laughs> we'll win it. Yeah. We I mean, I don't think many people want to play us. I'm always super confident. You go, well, you'd end up going to probably Huddersfield or Catalan away. Yeah. It'd be just our luck to go to France again, wouldn't it? We'd again, be five times, four times in less than fifty days. It's not a bad, it's not a bad job, Rob. No, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. but um, yeah, we, we will sponsor you. I'm not sure we can give you much, but we can be one yeah. of your sponsors if you really want. Have a badge. You'd end up, you know, if you're six, you probably end up going to Saints, wouldn't you? So. Mm. Well, but again, he's fifth out of the out of the reckoning. But again, like like Rowan says, let's not get too far ahead, and um, let's just hope we finish strong. You know, we've got some difficult games, haven't we? You know, yeah. you know, Warrington. I'm glad Aiden and and Reese and Matty Pryor is all back for next week, aren't they? So that yeah, helped, that that it was. Well, I suppose I'm not sure if you can comment on it, but there's I don't know if you've seen on social media the last 24 hours, but there has been quite a lot on the. The ban for Reese Martin, which um, seemed particularly soft. Um, what are you? You know, have you any thoughts on that one in particular? Because, like, obviously, I know we've we've been done for frivolous appeals in the past, and you know, and obviously, luckily, great, we've got Caesars down from two to one. Um, I just don't get the Reese Martin one. Um, but was there any thought of any appeal about that one, or because it's a shame to lose go go to go, you know a guy that's He's been awesome as well this year, who's been yeah. the player of this, arguably the player of the season. Yeah, I mean, anyone who knows me knows my views on those bands. Um, but Reese did it, mm. and it was so like to argue that he didn't do it or it wasn't that hard is difficult. So mm. and he and he did it. And he, and he shouldn't have done it because he doesn't need to do it. So whilst I completely agree with you, Reese, just don't do that. But it was harsh, super harsh. I mean, like, even ref says, doesn't it? That's fine. He That's said, fine, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, I thought David Fusser too was pretty unlucky. I mean, he's slightly 
slightly mistimed, mm. but it I yeah. Would you class that as a dangerous tackle? Yeah, I did the end slightly slightly bumping heads a bit, but anyway. I mean, I'm just... I'm all for play. I'm all for player safety. I think I think the the rules are in place for a reason. You know, obviously we we've got um, Stevie Ward, and obviously is a prime example of that. So the rules are there in for a place, and I don't want to compromise player safety over entertainment because that's the thing. But there's sometimes the consistency in the decisions. I find, I suppose is what frustrates mm-hmm. us. But especially when we lose three great players, I found was probably think a bit salty because I've lost three, We've lost three great players going into, banging a, as well. into a four a four point playoff game again. 100%. Completely agree, Riggs. Yeah. yeah. So just to kind of wrap things up, we'll just fire some quick-fire questions at you if we can, Rob. Um, who's your, if you can, I know it's a difficult decision. It's not for me, but who's your favourite ever Leeds player or top three? Top three is easy. JP, JP Kevin, Danny. In that order? In no particular order, because I'm going out with Jamie Peacock and Danny soon. <laughs> Danny McGuire. Don't, don't yeah. tell him. Don't tell him. Don't tell him where because then he's got a bit of a love obsession uh, with a certain member of that top three. They're just great, great blokes. Uh, and when all that golden generation, you could list hmm. ten more who were all absolutely diamond blokes. Hmm. But yeah, them three. Your um, favorite ever Leeds coach? Wow. Hmm. Um, the one who, who like really, really like made an impression on me was Graham Murray. Yeah, loved him, and like just a diamond of a bloke. Mm. But Bram Bram McDermott would be my favourite ever Leeds coach, our most successful ever Leeds coach. Mm. A bit misunderstood at times, but again, just a great bloke. Still is a great bloke. Doing great job at Fev. Friend of the clubs. Always, I, I'm badgering him all the time. Has he come back and like? <laughs> why he goes you know what I'm like and I went just come back and like have a meal and just come to a game I'd like we want to see you because like yeah. what you've done for us and what he did for us was he was brilliant he was brilliant he really was mm-hmm. and let's favourite favourite sure. ever Leeds kit so I like traditional kit so 1985 would be Auckland Scoey's debut Scoey's oh, mm-hmm. that trick in that white with the mm. band, with nice, the band, kit. McCall, nice, yeah. nice kit, um, with youngers on it. But mm. but more recently, the, the versions of that 2017 grand final shirt really like yeah. that. Shirt. Mm. Really like that shirt. Similar to it. But I do like 2014 cup final shirt as well because that's like traditional repeated. Mm. I like that. I did. Mm. But next year's 2023 shirt. Wow, you want to see that? <laughs> can we? Can we see it? <laughs> Can we expect a twenty percent discount I'm at six AM, Rob? The mails were coming through then when I went when I went off and like some of it. Oh, the one I'm thinking, Don't the wrong. Um, who's been either current or ex the uh, the funniest Leeds player that you've come across? Rob Burrow was funny. Yeah, always mucking about, always. Mm. Always, he never showed up in just, <laughs> you know, just like you know, the proverbial little dog round your feet, just like constantly, constantly. But like, people just giggled and laughed at him. And it that, that chemistry between him and Kevin and Danny and him and JP and them, and then the yeah. one route round that, 
it just worked. It just worked. It was just, it was lovely to see. And mm. whenever you were part of it, it was almost like a privilege to be part of it. Because again, yeah. again, just some of you were there. And yeah, it was funny. It was funny. Mm. And um, the biggest drinker, I'm pretty sure you've been on some big nights out with some, especially people like Jamie Peacock, who's uh, the biggest drinker, ex Leeds or current? So, Roy Dickinson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was there on Sunday. Um, so, I'm like, so my hero, Dave Ward, Dave Aaron, Graham Echo, mm. Roy Dickinson, mm. Alan Smith, they were all there Sunday in oh, wow. Howard Suite. I'm going to tell you because we're presenting Peter Banner, who I didn't know. I knew of him. I never, I can't remember seeing him play. Mm. Uh, they're presenting his heritage shirt. His heritage on, number. On the picture at time. So, um, they were all there, which were great to see. So Roy can certainly, yeah, you won't want to get in um, a competition with Roy or, or Sam McCall. <laughs> but, but but currently, Danny and JP. Like really, them too? Oh, you, and you're they're, going out with them? <laughs> they're, they're, they're like, more like, this This might sound disparaging, but like normal leads, people like me. Kev, yeah. Kev's a bit different. Kev was mm. always squeaky clean, never drank. Yeah, still is to some regard. You know, what I mean, he's not. Yeah. He's boring. He's funny. He's Kev. He's very. Yeah, yeah. He has got like a witty sense of humour, mm. and he, yeah, he is. He is. He's great company to be around. So he's different. But mm. would he come out on the smash on Saturday with me? No, probably not. No way. <laughs> well, JP would. And <laughs> uh, then, last one from me: uh, the most skillful player you think you've ever seen at Leeds. Hey, probably. It was funny actually. We'd like we used to play touch and pass with Tony Smith, who brought in so like the staff when they weren't playing afternoon before a game, play T and P. And Rowan's brought in today, so we've been playing today. So like some of the members of really? staff, just just staff it, and like you know people from Edinley like me don't meet everyone, and the, you know they see me for two seconds walking past them. You meet people, you know, so the S&C of the women's team, Millie, were there today, and I don't know Millie. So I meet Millie, and we all, and we played, and it was like, you know, about 150 degrees, wasn't it? So it wasn't the most fluent of games. But back in the day when Tony did it, um, Ali Lawati, he was coming back from... uh, What a player, yeah. And he played, and you go, you just come, how on earth anyone stopped him Mm. at any point, never mind at top touch and pass? You never see no like it, hands like it, feet like it. He had size fifteen feet. Fifteen. Yeah. Oh like the ball were like it was just like a you know like almost, a little peanut, wasn't it? Yeah, just <laughs> it, flicked it there. It was just like a tennis in his hand and his like yeah. and he, he was he was something else. In was terms Barry of allowed that to play kind TMP? Of, he did. I was Barry did too his, aggressive for it. <laughs> Baz did Baz will tell you, Baz did his Achilles doing it. He really? <laughs> Retired, and he was working for us in commercial department, and he popped his Achilles. He did. No he way. Just, he did. He just took a settler in and busted his Achilles. Yeah. Oh. But then just <laughs> I'll have to get him back on because he's, he's done any worse. So I have to get him back on to ask. Just on that Achilles thing, um, Achilles thing, the skillful thing. Um, Danny Maguire is like, I mean, just those tries that Phil Daly put on earlier, and you go, and he put Philip puts them about too many to pick, but look at these. What yeah, would, yeah. What I would say about Danny is that 
he delivered in massive games. You look at that clips all the time, and you go, "Wow!" So two thousand and four, two thousand and four yep. World Club, two thousand and fourteen Challenge Cup, that semi final back in two thousand and three that took that won it in extra time against Saints. Corner, yeah. Dramatic comeback, by the way. If you were adding that to your comebacks, yeah. But yeah, yeah, them two. Cool. We've got some other questions though in as well from the listeners as well. Um, Laurie is asked, um, what's the funniest thing you've ever seen at a rugby match? <laughs> you don't often see much funny stuff, do you? One of the straight, not a strange thing. We played um, Warrington in the semi-final 2014 at St. Helens. And I don't know if you remember it, but Tom Briscoe scored an absolute beauty coming mm. towards the Leeds fans. In the first half, and he jinked, he jinked inside, cut back inside, and, and he's run to sticks. Brilliant try, yeah. like at a crucial point in the game. So whenever we score, I always want to run. I, I, some people will have seen me, but like I nearly got thrown out at Warrington for running. I'm like, what are you going to throw me out for celebrating? Anyway, and that's why I should calm down. But like, and, <laughs> and I went running down to the front. So I'm stood behind the sticks, and everyone's piled on Tommy, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ryan Hall comes round and he's like round the back of the thing and looks and he goes, all right, Rob. He goes, Rob, like that, and gives me a thumbs up. So I'm like, so I went, did you see that? Like, so telling my daughters and everyone else who stood with us, I said, did you see that? I said, Ryan Hall, give me a thumbs up. Anyway, Monday morning we're in office. I said to Phil, I went, oh, there's, um, did you see a great game? Tell him what had happened. He goes, I've got that picture. So no without Without me in shot, there's just Ollie going like that, with all, with all these people piling on behind. <laughs> on my phone, I've got it on my phone. It's a beauty. So there's only there's only me and Ryan knew what that meant in the world. What it meant, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Laurie also asked what she go to Greg's order. Obviously not rugby related at all, but if you are you a Greg's man? Yeah, yeah, I love Greg's. Yeah, yeah. Um, chicken pasty, three sausage rolls. And a, and a ham and cheese baguette, salt mm-hmm. and vinegar crisps, pint of water. Solid that's order. That's, that's about, a feast, is about, that? About, about two pound forty. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, Neil Scarlett asks, um, which Leeds player's departure made you cry the most or upset you the most? Tell him, Maguire. Neil cry all the time together, tell him. We're, oh, always, we're always crying. Gazellis was just sad because he was the best back rower in the world when when we kind of like knew he was going to go and like a real favourite of mine I love Gaz um, when when Kev, JP and Kylie left and then Kev was announced before that that he was going to Rugby Union yeah that completely like took the wind out of my sails I was like I didn't see that coming and whilst we and I, at that time, was the commercial director for Yorkshire Carnegie too, who Kev was going to go play for. It just felt different and strange, and that really was hard. And then, and then when Danny and Rob packed in in seventeen, and Danny then comes back in eighteen and murdered us for all. Murdered us completely. Murdered us. Yeah. You think? Well, surely. This shouldn't be happening. <laughs> and like as a, as a mate, he's like as he walked off and never, he just shrugged his shoulders and just went. And I like almost like I think it was an apology. I've never checked, but it's almost like that's what Danny's like, isn't it? He's like, 
<laughs> but, but I had to do it type thing and yeah, fair play to him. But them two, yeah. When when Danny and Robin, how well they played in that seventeen. Mm. Certainly Danny. Damien asks, uh, who's your favourite player pre-Super League era? So when I was younger, my all-time hero was um, Mick Harrison, was, was my player who was a tough tackling prop from Hull. Uh, and, yeah, absolutely just idolised him. And we sold him to Hull um, in 1981, maybe end of 80 season. Hmm. So I was, you know, I was nine and I just cried my eyes out. I just couldn't get my head round how Mick had been sold and why we'd sold him. And then Ellery, when Ellery was at Wigan, just like almost in awe of like what a great player he was. And then we signed and we saw him for two years. What what an absolute, he was the greatest ever player. I don't mm. care what, he was the greatest all-round ever player for sure. Yeah. And we got the back end of him, but he was like sensational, sensational. And still, still now, when you see him and talk to him, he looks like he could play now. He's just amazing. What a great bloke. Uh, and the last question, the last question is actually from me. Um, unsung hero at the club. Who's the most unsung hero? Wow. Whew. You know what I'm going to say there? You can't say Ryan because we've got Ryan Golding on next week. So <laughs> The ground. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to say Gary and Paul Caddick. Mm. Because, again, you talk about um, going to bed and not worrying about your club, of how it's run. And you talk Thanks about... Fans, yeah. And we've, we've talked about Bradford a little bit, a, a tiny bit. And look what happened to them because it got in... The wrong hands, and 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 people ran it poorly. So with Gary and and Paul have done an amazing job since 1996. That, at that time, that was there was a whole load of uncertainty around the club about you know where Yorkshire were going and what were going to happen to us, and we were four million pound in debt and da 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 da. And you go, just yeah, and they don't. I don't think they get enough credit, and at times Gary gets too much stick, and mm. he's been. Absolutely sensational for us, for sure. Mm. I've actually got one more. I've almost forgot. It's actually from right. Lee Jenkinson. I think this is an inside Je- joke. Is, is Jen watching this? <laughs> I think this is an inside joke. Question for Rob. Of the many talented staff you've worked with at Leeds in the last 10 years, who do you miss the most? From <laughs> Lee Jenkinson, he'll crack up at that one. <laughs> Why is it Lee Jenkinson? Yeah, <laughs> I do miss him. That's the beauty thing about being with Oxen is that we still see Lee Jenkinson, who is an absolute diamond of a bloke. He really is. He changed our retail operation, and now he's involved with that. So we get Lee again. So mm. yeah, it is Lee. Lee. Mm. Rob, it's been absolutely brilliant to have you on. We really appreciate your time tonight. Quite right. Have Toulouse taken the lead yet? <laughs> it's two minutes in, so I'll have a check. I'll have to get. I, need to, that, I was not conscious of that because I wanted to watch that. Because um, we, I don't know if you do listen, but we have a weekly. Uh, we now have a weekly part of our podcast of the Daryl Parrell sack watch, and um, <laughs> I need to watch it to see how. Is he sacked yet? How, <laughs> I need to watch that because I'll rely on what we say next week. Right, brilliant. Thanks for coming on, Rob. Thanks for your questions, Reese, and thanks everybody for watching. 
and listening. Uh, yeah, take care, everybody. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you ever so much. Thanks for having me. See you soon. Thanks, Rob.